When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And then he takes you back to the staff room and there's a fur-covered couch that he sits down at. He pats the couch. Uh, I'm in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It is me, Eric Williams, and this week we have a gorgeous guest, Kevin Zach, hilarious actor, writer, comedian, who has made memes that you have sent to your friends, especially if you're gay or if you just have taste, um, which a lot of times is one and the same. I am so excited he is here, but I want to wish us all a godspeed this week of Halloween. I don't know, maybe it's because it's on Monday that I feel like people are stacking up events for the weekend before. Or maybe it's just an LA thing. I don't know. I'm sure in every city, town in this country, people are going to unleash the demons that they've been pent up penting up from within um i want to say that my costume this year for saturday night is actually inspired by this episode uh so you'll have to stay tuned for that post it does go along with my husband's very elaborate costume he will look incredible and i will look very homemade i do want to say it would not be right for me not to share how sad i am about leslie jordan passing i just think that as a host of a gay-ass podcast, we have to show our respect to a girly that is one of the greats. I mean, I have a list of dream, dream, dream guests, and obviously Leslie Jordan is on that list. And I think everybody, it, it hit us harder than you thought a celebrity death could. But I watched Will and Grace for so many hours growing up, and I, well, 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 I just, I, Leslie Jordan is an icon, and I just wanted to thank, thank him for his cervix. Um, another dark thing that happened this week, that's been happening, is just the, the man who shouldn't be named right now, starts with the letter K and rhymes with Bonnier. Um, 
as a Jew, I think, and as a non-Jew, as an ally, I think we're all just like, what the actual fuck? Why did it take Adidas a calendar year to say anything? And so, with that in mind, I've been working on this uh, shirts and sweatshirts that, I'm, that I've been really excited to get out there. And I'm like, no, now's the time. So, it's, um, I am Jewish the best I can, and I'm donating a portion of the proceeds to the Anti-Defamation League. You can find those at gayasspodcast.com. If you're a Jew, wear it proudly. If you're an ally, buy one for a Jew. That sounds really derogatory. Buy one for a Jew. But I'm 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 standing strong in my convictions there. Let's get into this week's episode though with Kevin Zach. We not only talk about nude beaches, we talk about the search for El Woods, which had a very important anniversary. And also Kevin makes a very interesting case about Sister Act at the end of this episode that you are gonna wanna hear. I it's one of the first times that I felt swayed about my opinions that I thought I've been very steadfast in. If you don't already follow the podcast Instagram at Gay Podcast, and please DM Kevin if you liked it, DM me any of your thoughts, and happy Halloween! Histories in the making. Kevin Zach is on That's a Gay Ass podcast. Kevin, can I tell you a really devastating truth about my relationship to you? Absolutely. I first followed you probably, like not exaggerating, four years ago. And the reason why I first did is because I, you had like been in some show in New York or something. And I said to myself, this guy is hot. I followed him. And now I'm, I not only think you're hot, but I think you're so talented and funny and great. But I just needed to get in front of it before I'm out and, be, and canceled. That was so kind of you. Likewise. Thank you so much. Um, that, so you followed me four years ago, too? I, I think so. I mean, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm so happy you're on That's a Gay Ass Podcast, and I thank you for coming on. I, a few people have asked for me to reach out to you, and I'm and I'm thrilled you're here. I'm so happy to be included. Thank you for asking me. Oh, my God, of I course. I love so, Gay Podcast. Thank you for saying that. I do need to wish you first and foremost a huge congratulations on the 15-year anniversary of Legally Blonde, the musical airing on MTV. How are you celebrating? <laughs> oh, you know, I'll do a, um, a full rewatch tonight of that sure. and uh, the search for Elle Woods. I try and get the whole thing in every night, but it's a special night. Listen, the tonight, tonight, why is this day different from all other days? I do think that the search for Elle Woods... I don't remember how old I was, but definitely a formative year where I probably wasn't out yet, but I was religiously watching, uh, what's her name? Selena Carbajal, who became <laughs> Lena Hall. Oh. <laughs> I I remember catching glimpses. I think it was on when I was in college. And I remember catching glimpses of it as it would air on MTV, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I caught the episode where they were making them dance in heels on cobblestone because the stage has tracks. <laughs> Let's take them to, you know, West 10th and make them break their ankles. I have to say, whoever was on the writing in the writer's room for that show, it is torture and pure evil that they made these uh, girlies do that. But it's also campy and genius as hell, if I may say. I mean, it's it lives on forever and every gay man forever. 
That's why we tell this story. I do think there's also the devastating edit they did when they had them sing the harmonies for what you want, but they're on exercise bikes. And then instead of like yep. explaining anything, they I forget who it was. With, oh, Autumn. I think they had Autumn just do what you want, even so. It's just the most devastating melody you've ever heard. Uh, and the episode where they had Nikki Snelson on as her character oh, yeah. make her go up on her lines and they play like the most <laughs> dramatic music when she would go up on her line. And it was- I forgot <laughs> about that. You're right. Cause like, you gotta be prepared when your Tony nominated co star is going to forget their lines on a Broadway show. You know what that just reminds me of? I This is not at all comparable, but one of my only devastating theater stories, because I haven't done theater in a long time, but this actually is something I've never said publicly. I was doing Elf the Musical. I was playing Buddy the Elf, and my husband came to see the show. We were in North Carolina, and... um I was so excited because it was the second time I did the show and I was much more confident. I was just like, I didn't care as much about what happened. And the long story short is that Buddy the Elf gives Jovi a snow globe globe towards the end of the show during like a big important scene. And it's very important that he give her that snow globe so she can grab it. And at the end of the show, she sings with a snow globe, right? So I... um had Matt in the audience and um, ran out to do the scene. And the second I stand out there to do the scene, I realized I forgot to grab the snow globe and my bag was empty, babe. Oh, no. There's no magic. No. And the whole scene, I swear to God, Kevin, I was doing the lines, doing the acting, just like in a way that my, was muscle memory. And into my head, I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? There's 2,000 people watching me have to give this... Per- and the scene, of course, is all about the gl- snow globe and the lines are about the snow globe. So you know what I did? You know what I did? I said, I want to give you something. And then I said, hold on. <laughs> I ran across the entire length of the stage, ran backstage and grabbed the snow globe while Jovi stood there by herself. I don't know what she did. Maybe a couple pirouettes. And then I came back and gave it to her. And then when Matt came backstage after the show, I wept. I was so oh, embarrassed. No. I was so mortified that I he came, flew to see the show. And I did... The the biggest gaffe I did any time I'd done the show was when he was in the audience. You know? No, you know? but honestly, you running off stage kind of sounds in character. You know, it was... <laughs> I mean, it was honestly the only thing I think I could have done. It, I, no, I, I agree. What, I think you made the right choice for everyone. And I and I bet no one really cared. I Now that I'm saying it a few years later, I'm sure they didn't. But you know, like in the moment when it feels like the world is ending? Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So what is your... Since we're talking theater, what is your... I know like your beginnings in the industry was being a, a theater star, but it seems now, are we are we working in writing for television? What are we doing? Kind of a bit of everything at the moment, which is great. Um, so great. Yeah, no, I, I'm doing a couple things with two different production companies, which is, which is wonderful, but I'm also writing for theater as well and still kind of performing here and there. So it's a dream everything and I'm trying to find a good balance. And since the pandemic sort of thing was the full time tilt into television stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's still kind of a new world, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. I think that if I may say that your journey has been something that I have loved watching because I, it inspires me because I also, I, I, I don't want to at all say I'm at all in the realm of Kevin Zach, but I feel like I'm... I have a podcast. 
I mean, I mean, but you know, I think there's, it's just, it's, I think it's a very exciting time to be like a creator that is realizing that we can create the opportunities and then like, you know, the industry can see how fucking genius we are. That's very kind. No, it was, it was also imperative at one point. It was like, we got to March, 2020, as we all did. And Mm -hmm. I had work for a year lined up in the theater and it disappeared overnight. And we didn't know when or if in-person stuff was coming back. So I was like, this is kind of an itch I've not been scratching for a couple of years. You know, before the pandemic, I had a musical I wrote option. And I was like, I really think this is where I need to be going down the writing. Mm. And once the pandemic hit, I was like, let me just shift this whole thing and call up any contacts I've met along the way because I've got nothing to lose. Yes. And TV will be certainly be back before theater. Yes. I just started literally cold calling and cold emailing people I may have met once or may have really me or you know it was I had nothing to lose and I still kind of operate on that where I I'm like the worst they say is no or not answer. yes so okay so this is really this is really important for me to hear because I think sometimes a lot of us are so worried about like ruffling a single feather or asking for too much but so in your experience with like doing the ask and just like, okay, the worst that happens is the no or no response. What would you say statistically out of all of those like, okay, cold call emails, I just have nothing to lose. What would you say? Like, did you hear back from more than you thought you would? Or was it what what was the experience? I heard back from I think, everyone. What? Uh, the Did you send a, a whole pick? <laughs> I should have. Um, Clearly not you were doing the a right lot thing of it was over Instagram. And a lot of the people I reached out to were thrilled to sort of put a face to the meme that they liked or the reason they why it's, they started following me. They were thrilled. They weren't dealing with a manager or an agent. Yeah. Sort of like, yes, I'd love to chat or grab a socially distanced coffee or, you know, back whatever what we did in the before times. So, yeah, it was I would say nearly nearly everyone responded happily which was wonderful. And, you know, some people responded and then it would take a long time to hear from them again, but I usually did. So it was, I love that. I think that's like, you got to shoot your shot because no one else is doing it for you. Yeah. It's kind of like I, I'm going to keep operating on, I have nothing to lose because again, the worst that can happen is they don't respond or they say, no, I'm too busy or no, I hate you. Whatever it is, it's just like, okay, I'll just keep doing stuff that makes me laugh. And And it's making other people laugh, too. I mean, I want to tell you, like, one of my favorites that you've done recently is, well, there's obviously a few, but one is um, Queen Elizabeth going to the Heaviside Lair uh, when she died. I found it to be, you know, still respectful of her journey and her, her supporters, but also giving us a cat's reference that the world was needing yeah i was like oh people will be like oh so just disrespectful but i'm like in the world of cats this is the highest respect you could give me exactly so (laughs) i don't know you are you are you a cats apologist i'm not i did do cats i did the show i did the national were you um don't tell me don't tell me i'm gonna guess just by your energy you're giving stoic you're giving leader you're giving monkus scrap i was a swing and i did cover monkus trap See, see. Yes. And that is actually the first one I went on for. So very well done. See, see. Okay. Um, did you enjoy being a swing on the Cats National Tour? Absolutely not. Yeah. And how oh, could it was you? an awful, awful stage you? manager. We were, it was like the 30th year the tour was out. So sure. we were 
you'd play like San Francisco, which was great. And then you'd play like our Kansas City, Kansas, which is not a place. Sure. So, yeah, it's not a place. I mean, it's and then the makeup alone. I think your skin probably was. Yeah, I'm actually only 16 and I look like this. <laughs> wow. I um so sorry at least at least you have a gorgeous beard to cover up the skin damage that's a leftover cat fur um, sure, 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 sure. But yeah that's how i mean that's the that hap- i so i do have a, a, a tide of cats which is why i'm always willing to poke fun at cats well i think it's important to poke fun because yes it's done a lot but also like my, i'm married to someone who actually like without irony loves cats and we probably had a half joke and half real fight when he forced me to see the new movie in theaters. I just like, I felt like I wasted my time and my money. And I know that there, I was glad to be a part of the discourse, but I felt angry that I was subjected to, I mean, I guess mostly James Corden. I don't know what made me the most angry about it. Maybe it was like, oh, I actually know now it's, I'm sure people listening to this podcast are dying to hear my thoughts on cats four years later, but I think that (laughs) they, they did something with like the, like the way they like CGI'd the cats movement. I was like, you go to cats to see the dancing. And yet in the movie, I feel like I'm watching sort of real faces with an animated body. And what are we doing here? It was very disturbing. Yeah. At least show me someone's like bulge in a cat suit and then a gorgeous fuete, and yet here I am seeing James Corded farting. Called it live action, and it really wasn't live action. No, it was not. It's like these new Disney movies as well that they call live action, but it's like Lion King is <laughs> still animated. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a confusing point. I do I do love one of your also one of your other memes you have is um pete davidson was seen in nyc with i need six eggs lady uh <laughs> from beauty and the beast and you know i would not i would not doubt that pete davidson would just fuck her in the way that she needs i wouldn't put it past her either i think she needs a lot more than six eggs <laughs> she needs to be railed by pete davidson's <laughs> apparently thick cock yep i don't i mean she's she's got to get her way through that poor provincial town somehow. She really does. I, I do want to ask you if you have the opportunity to fuck or be fucked by Gaston or the Beast. Who do you choose? Uh, Gaston. Top or bottom? Do you top or bottom? Um, it depends on the situation. Okay, you're um 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 okay, the situation is that you're at the tavern. All the townspeople have just finished a rousing number of Gaston for the 80 80- <laughs> third night in a row they've gone home and you're like all right gaston i gotta get out of here he's like wait i just finished wiping off the counter because i guess he's helping he he owns the place and then he says wait do you want to see something and then he takes you back to the staff room and there's like um, a a fur covered couch that he sits down at he pats the couch Uh, i'm in the bottom (laughs) yeah A decisive, I'm gonna bottom. Yeah, I'm gonna bottom. <laughs> I think so. I mean, especially when there's a fur couch involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pat the couch. I'm like, okay, here I go. Am I your good boy, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, okay, push, in, yeah. push in while you're pulling out. Everything like that. <laughs> that is a really good piece of advice that I think more early bottoms need to hear. <laughs> and I'm glad that you said it. I do need to ask you the famous podcast question, which is, Kevin Zag, whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? You know, I when you asked this question in your email, I was like, oh, God, I wonder what it was. But I, it all keeps coming back to Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. In Batman Agree. 
Yeah. Agree. I mean, you know what? I When I go back to that memory, wasn't the way that she kissed Robin... It was gay, right? It was gay. It's like she she went in for the kiss, and then she like looked directly at the camera. So she wasn't like <laughs> uh, like in typical gay fashion. She was like constantly <laughs> on who was watching her kiss him. So yeah, yeah. And like a lot of people post like, oh, you know, Chris O'Donnell in the Robin suit made me gay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like okay, sure, I get that. But like Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy kind of introduced me to drag. Yes. In a way. I mean, it's Joel Schumacher, right? So it's like the gayest director that ever lived. Yes. Making Gotham City literally held up by giant golden men. And then you have Uma Thurman enter with her eyebrows done in a big wig with those Mm -hmm. bones. And I was... Oh, yeah. I was like, I I think I need to be a supervillain when I grow up. (laughs) I either need to be a supervillain or railed by Gaston or both. I think that hopefully both i think uma thurman i don't know if this is cancelable but there's something because kill bill comes up for me too there's something i don't know if it's because of her stature i don't know if it's because of her power but there is something so masculine about her energy and i really don't mean physically i mostly just mean like she takes the bull by the horns in a way that feels like such top energy and i guess that people probably love watching robin in that movie because he gives off bottom energy bottom vibes and so i think you're watching something so important which is an alpha lore in her prey pray and to watch that live in living color is a lesson on a big movie screen at the regal cinemas in buffalo new york like yes give me a break in the freezing cold in the freezing cold i mean so i was 1997 when it came out i was nine and i remember distinctly that i would go home and i'd find you know leaves because she had that leaf Mm -hmm. on her palm Mm -hmm. that had the dust in and I would tape the leaves to my palms to pretend I had that power over probably men at that point without probably um, because she would like, you know, blow it and then everyone would go under her spell. And I was like, that's power. That is. Do you power think power. at that age, at that young age, were you thinking about kissing men? I don't know. I, I would doubt it. I, I think I had I was so unaware of that whole side of it, hetero, homo, whatever it was, so unaware. When did it come up for you? Like the the, the homo, the homo, uh, freshman year of high school. Oh, I mean that's that's still quite young. I would say yeah, no. I was it was very young where I was like, oh, okay, I know what I like now. And so, like wandering down the halls freshman year, I'm like, okay, I I see these senior boys, and I think I. I think something else is going on here. Something that, you know, I always was a bit, you know, when you have sleepovers in grammar school and they're saying, oh, this girl is so hot or whatever. I'm like, I can't participate in this discourse because I don't get it. You so. do not get it. You, I'm not. I'm not joking. You just gave me the most visceral memory. There is something when you're an early high school freshman, even whenever you're early in school, the seniors might as well be... I'm trying to think of any like it might as well be Charlie Puth showing his hole on Twitter. There's something just so I don't know why I felt like I was watching adult men 
that were the sexiest. Some of them were just so hot. I could still tell you the names of some of the people Dude. a few years older. I mean, there, there there's so many crushes I had, and I have looked up their names recently. The I the the power that. Actually, if I just may say power, period, I've always had like a teacher thing and like an older whatever it is. And I think like the high school seniors were, I'm sure in Buffalo, New York, too. Hockey players. Oof. Oh, hockey players. The guys who were on crew. Oh, my God. The broad shoulders. Give me a break. The cross country team. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I can remember all their names. And I've definitely, I don't have Facebook anymore. But when I was on Facebook in my 20s, I would totally look to see. And of course, they were just. They're so hot that they don't have any photos. Of course, because they're yeah. straight. Why would they? Yeah, they're straight. So it's like all you see is them like in the distance with a lacrosse stick. And you're like... <laughs> uh. At their wedding 11 years ago. Yeah. It's a picture <laughs> of their knee. I do also... I put up a video a long time ago of like what it used to be like when you were in high school looking at the the shirtless runners on the road and you can never really take a look but now as an adult you can really ogle as much as you want if hopefully they're obviously we want them to be of age etc cetera, etc cetera. however i think it was a prison to be in middle school or high school and to, especially i was growing up in the midwest where you know corn fed running twinks or otherwise god and then to, and, and if my dad was driving I would tr- maybe dart my eyes a little to the right, but it was tooth stoof. Yep. <laughs> it was a prison. It was a mental prison. Did you have your first boy kiss in high school or did it not happen until college? High school. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I was at, there was like a, like a community theater group, you know, that did shows with like teens and college age kids, which is dangerous. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I was 16 and he was 19 and <gasps> right. Are we, is, is, is that illegal? I guess, but I mean, but like, you know what? I mean, I'm not going to ever, I mean, I was, it was so hot consensually, you know, but give me all the details. Where were you? Oh my God. I don't know. But he follows me on Instagram. Oh, he does. Uh, oh oh God. Wow. Yes. That's um, even hotter. Yeah. Um, it was, so if all you want to say that it was hot, I, I, but it, what is there any detail you remember that comes out that you're allowed to say? It involved the movie Clueless. Done. There you go. And uh, chocolate. Oh my god! Every detail becomes more tantalizing than the next. Right? Chocolate. A chocolate shop. Like a, a store. What? You know what? I feel like at some point you're gonna start trolling me. You're gonna be like, and also, I'll, I'll, totally, I'll send you a voice memo after this. But just oh, I can't fucking wait. Yeah. Wow. Well, we thank him for his service. Literally, great and, guy. Uh, really great guy. Great, great guy. We and you know what? If I may say, the early boyses that gave us the memsies are important pillars i think of our development and i want to thank them i want to thank them from the bottom of my heart and i i'm just now of course going back in my head to some of the ones that really jump out and there's one that actually lives in la and i ran into him in a bar recently and i told him i mean i told him i told him he was an ra my freshman year of college Uh and i was i was a freshman and um we flirted the whole year and we hooked up at the end of the year and it was very hot. I was so nervous. What a payoff. Oh, the long payoff. Oh, and he told me, I don't know if I've said this actually. He told me literally 12 years later, 
that uh, he had asked his boss for permission to hook up with me at the end of the year because oh, he would have been and fired. And they otherwise. said chivalry's dead. And they said chivalry. He, it was the same thing as holding the door open for me. Yeah, he, he, he long right. Oh my god, it's like going to ask you know the dad and little woman if you could if Lori can court me. <laughs> It's the it's the modern equivalent of that. I that's, and that's what I was gonna say. And that's what I was gonna say. Wow. I do also need to bring up another one of your 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 tweets. Actually, that is really important to me. You say Netflix hasn't responded to my pitch for queer witch for the straight bitch, where five magical lesbians appear in the voting booth whenever a straight white girl is about to vote against her own interests. <laughs> what, I, I thought you said everyone responded. No, no, no. That was that is a full joke. <laughs> Why well, I I, I imagined, but like honestly, honestly, I mean it, it. I think it's a great pitch, and like it would spoof the genre. It doesn't have to be real, you know what I mean? Well, I think that many people, white women especially, but also many people, should have magical lesbians that tell them where to direct their votes because the magical lesbians will be on the right side of history. Yeah, and I mean some of the responses to that tweet, most of them were great, but some of them were like misogyny is alive and well from women what like women who vote conservative you know i mean of course they were triggered by the thought of magical lesbians telling them to vote for someone else of course they yeah, were. they're like they're not voting in their own interests and things like that so it's like people are wild twitter's wild you know that twitter's wild I do. I really try to protect my my health by limiting my experiences on there in a daily moment, but I get trapped all the time. Of course. I think we both know the best parts of Twitter. Say it with me. Three, two, one. The porn. What? What? What did you say? I said porn. Oh, okay, good. So did I. <laughs> Ever since Tumblr disappeared, it's it's all we really have. Yeah, it's all we have is Twitter porn. Do you um, have a lot of straight people don't know that this is a thing. So for any straight people listening, a lot of times people have a separate account to either post their own things or just to follow the the actual dirty ones they want. Do you have a second account to do the following or how do you suss out your your Twitter pornography? I don't have a second account, but I follow enough people because, you know, like most of your Twitter feed are is people you don't even follow. Oh, yeah. So it's like things will pop up just like generously that other people I do follow have liked. And then suddenly I'll be scrolling and then there's a hole or something. And then there's and, a and hole. And it'll be like, you know, Kristen Chenoweth tweet, Catherine the Jimmy tweet, hole, Kristen Chenoweth tweet. <laughs> pole. 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 Pole in okay. hole. Okay. Pole in hole. I have to tell you something devastating as I was in Chicago recently and I... um was with a friend at a at a gay bar and this guy came up and said hi to him and he went away and I said to my friend I was like I I feel like I've met that guy before and I truly just like I uh, couldn't figure it out whatever all of 3 hours ago I was on Twitter and I realized I've seen his hole and that's how and that's how I recognize him <laughs> I, I didn't see his hole at the bar. Like, God, I, it smells familiar. No, I just like, I literally like, I saw him and I, and then I, when I was on Twitter, I scrolled and I saw his face and I was like, I literally don't know this person. I'd just seen him on the internet and that's, and I'm glad I didn't go any further to be like, you know, like, excuse me, do I know you? And he's like, no, I just have a certain amount of followers. You just know his hole, Eric. That's all. And I feel grateful too. Do you ever get, do you ever get, um, stopped in the street? I have. I've been stopped, and it's all Instagram related, of course, and 
Um, I've definitely been stopped or told, or someone will say, you know, hi, I, you don't know me, but I think your Instagram is hilarious or so. Yes, I have. And it's always very weird. It happened in the craziest place. It happened. My husband and I went to London in July and in the Delta lounge on the way back to New York, it happened in, in okay, Delta lounge. Uh, Heathrow. Okay. Delta lounge. Were they cute? They were, yeah, they were cute. They were very sweet and they were just, they literally said, hi, I, I think your Instagram is hysterical. And that was that. Have you ever made out with a fan? Have ever made out with a fan? Mm-hmm. I I don't think so. I don't think I have any fans. I well, I don't, you know. I oh, well. <laughs> well, I disagree with that. Um, okay, so since I'm going through your catalog, I need to also bring <laughs> up your um your be real posts of Michelle Williams watching the guys from Brokeback Mountain make out. Uh, very inspired. Are you yourself on be real? Not. I Not actually, either. I actually had to Google what it was when I'd see someone post a photo from it. I'd be like, okay, so what's the appeal of this new social app? And I was like, oh, it's an app that says it's time to take a photo of what's going on in your life. And apparently it happens at the same time for everybody. And but it's, so, Yeah, but every day it's like a different time, right? Different time, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's what that is. So what was a situation in a movie where it would be the worst time in your life to have to take a photo? I was like, oh, Michelle Williams realizing her husband is gay in the 1960s, and it's the worst time to do that. It's time to be real. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what else would be a horrible time in a movie. Uh, Or actually, uh, just in our real lives, too. Like, I think... The, fir- the the time I was at the Oliver cast party and I forced myself to make out with my girlfriend at the time and oh no um, yeah and I and I I told myself I needed to quote unquote hook up with the girl to like you know do it and then I I literally had no blood flow down there I just like no I think I'm, I mean if you were giving a eulogy that'd be a terrible time to have to eulogy would be bad her face and then the cr- crowd at the funeral. Um, Maybe in The Lion King when um, Simba's dad is uh, falling. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be a better time. time. Maybe right after Jack Rose lets Jack go. (laughs) You You just see, you just see um, his face. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Melting, going down, (laughs) freezing, looking down coldly. I yeah, I don't know. I, I I tend to be a late adopter of new. Trends, especially in social media, I, I don't know if it's going to be like in a year from now, I'm going to be like, remember when I w- felt like I was too cool for Be Real? And it's not even that I feel too cool. It's that I think a lot of the time I'm in my apartment, like, what are they going to see? Yeah, and I also wonder how how much of that, you know, it's time to be real, take a picture, everyone pose, you know? So it's not like it's actually what is truly going on because every time i see it be real everyone's always smiling you know it's uh-huh. in a bar they're like this and their friends are like this and the bigger photo so it's like is it actually real of course it's not in social media that's true i would love to see an honest be real with and let which would be probably be a lot of crying and honestly i can't i can't when people post themselves crying i i can't handle that it's that's tough too. That's true. It's careful what you wish for. I mean, there there are those funny videos of like the girls doing choreography while they're weeping. That that's a good trend. <laughs> I've not seen that. You haven't seen it. There's a girl that's like fully crying and she's doing like a TikTok trend where she's like, no. I mean, it's, it's it's sad. I wonder it's sad. who's going to be, uh, you know, with 
TikTok and all these things, and a lot of parents put their kids on TikTok or put up their babies on Instagram. I'm like, who's going to be the first kid to sue their parents for you know putting them on Instagram so they can get free Disney stuff or Disney or like or you know it's just like I'm sure no one will care because it'll be so ingrained in the child's life that they'll just mm-hmm. think it's always been a part of life. But I'm sure one kid will be like, hey, I hate we'll go to therapy. I, can't, I hate that I can Google my name and a video of me pooping myself from two, when I was two is on the internet forever. You know? Oh, yeah. I, I, think, I think they are going to either realize it themselves or be in therapy and their therapist is going to be like, do you really um, feel okay about this? And they're going to have a whole like that sort of raven like, wait a minute, I, yeah. I don't have to feel okay with this. And then litigation will occur. Yeah. And also, like, you know, when we were kids taking the camera out was a special occasion. Mm-hmm. And now I think even with my nieces, I could probably, I probably have a photo of them from every day of their lives so far. Mm. So it's like, which is great. Cause then you really, you can capture everything, but now it's also like you can capture everything. Is that too deep for gay ass podcasts? It's not too, listen, we love to go as deep as deep, as deep as the fist can go. Truly. Whatever um, Gaston wants. Whatever Gaston wants. Oh, man. I would like to get railed by Gaston if, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Do you think he's a gentle lover? Um, No. I think he's got a lot of anger. And uh, <laughs> I think I think it will be a rough night. But people yeah. can be into that. So People can. You just have to be prepared and also like yeah. know that your gait will have a bit of a different step for the next week. That's right. You'll be walking like Forrest Gump when he was a kid. <laughs> Wow, what a great comparison. That's very true. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Um, so you know what? I, I feel like we need to move on to another famous podcast question. Uh, but before I have you answer, I need to pull up a sound clip. The question is, if the world was ending... And you could only save one character actress. Who would you save? Before you answer, though, let us take a gander into something that you created that about 4,000 people sent to me. Wendy Malik, Anne Margot, Coolidge and Sherry O, Robin Weigart, Linda Hunt, Mary Wicks gave... Time Daily, Francis Mayer, Niecy Nash, Francis Cher, Jean Smart, Francis Jane, Joan, June, Joanne, and Jane, Diane, 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 Dratch, Young Jun Jun, Oscar Snatch, Judy, Judy, Judith Two, Smith, Smith, and the cast of Clue, Loretta, Cox, Janie, Anne, Lori, Metcalf, Becky, Pam, Catherine, Catherine, Catherine Two, Conchata, Pharaoh, We Miss You, Bo. <laughs> I mean, it's a masterpiece and i am thrilled that you know so many people sent it to me partly because we asked that question on the podcast partly because a lot of us own sweatshirts that say character actress but (laughs) i i think that you have a reference to a character actress that a lot of people don't talk about much is from sister act two which i mean mary wicks mary wicks who is what 300 years old in that movie and i love that she's included in this video yes oh i mean mary mary wicks i mean she was in a white christmas Mm. a bunch of fred astaire movies i mean she was around forever she's in sister act sister act two and i think she died while she was doing hunchback of notre dame the voice of one of the gargoyles so i i believe it's not her voice the whole time because she died and they didn't want to like be like, oh, we should still have what we have of Mary do the do the role. I'm so glad they did that for Mary. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I I wonder if any gay kid clocked that a gargoyle's voice changed halfway through the movie. This is not Mary Wicks. That's not Mary Wicks. <laughs> uh, so okay, do you have an answer for the question of if you could only save one, or is that too tough? It is an extraordinarily tough question. Um, I mean, the broad serviceable steadfast character actress that is probably the most famous character actress because of whatever that cartoon is but it's margot martindale i feel like i wouldn't have to save her because i feel like she'd survive whatever this is without anyone's help oh i like that reasoning a self-sufficient um, character actress self-sufficient yes. care she'd find a way to survive this nuclear explosion or whatever <laughs> this is and so the one I would probably reach out to help should she need it is Vianne Cox. Oh, and you've worked with her, right? She's my downstairs neighbor. 
That's what it is. She, we have not worked together, but she literally lives right beneath me. So we get together often to gab and laugh and um, vent and all those things. But yes, I think I would run downstairs and save Vianne because she's right there. Um, what is something that Vianne's been in that you think is for anyone who doesn't hasn't seen her? What is something that like? I mean, what is something that sticks out in your mind as like a, a quintessential Vianne Cox performance? Uh, Cinderella, Brandy Cinderella. I think she's an incredible, incredible actress. And the second most is Erin Brockovich. I think she really kind of changed. She turned the gay tides with mm-hmm. the ugly shoes scene. You could, uh, kind of had two different kinds of gay men across the table. You had the Aaron Brockovich gay and you had the uptight Vianne Cox, you know, intelligence gay, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like they clocked eyes and they had at each other verbally. Would you say that Vianne Cox and Judy Greer could have like distant cousin relationship when it comes to performance? Yes, I would say yes. I think Vianne of a like the the nosy neighbor then as opposed to judy greer who i feel like is like the goofy best friend yes and i feel like vianne is the is the friend that worms her way in you know sure 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 in the the roles that she gets i think like maybe vianne is would play beautifully like the aunt of judy greer in the same family yeah and i also think vianne has the villain card in her pocket Mm. i think she, she has played the villain she has been the uptight you know, I think she, on Pam Am, she was like the feared boss of all the flight attendants. What a career. Oh, yeah. And you and you live feet away. Feet away. And she lives in the most gorgeous decorated apartment with like art and books. And there's no television. And, you know, she's got every kind of tea you could imagine. It's like a magical little store in Diagon Alley that you want to visit and she opens up and it's always inviting and smells good. And she's just the That's exactly what I, I would envision her to have a lot of good teas. I really would. Oh yeah. I, I have never actually seen her eat solid food. And why would you? Yeah, I mean, it's just tea. Yeah. It's just tea. Do you um per- forgive the ignorant question? Is this in New York city? It is. Yeah. 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 So do you, you seem to be a jet setter. Where do you, where do you spend most of your time? And is that where you would like to spend most of your time? I, my husband is Canadian and we have a place in Toronto that he had had, has had since before we were married and we still have, and we spend a lot of our time there and we have a place in New York and Hell's Kitchen as well, but it's very, very, very small. Mm. So I think whenever we can, we spend time in our Toronto place because it's a bigger, more beautiful space. And my family lives in Buffalo, which is not far. And Jesse's sister and our three nieces live 10 doors down from our place in Toronto. Oh my God, what a dream. It's just, it's it's a more neighborhood feel than obviously Hell's Kitchen. But when you got a jet set to New York, you stay on your apartment on 10th Avenue, you go to Schmackery's Cookies on your way to see. Hardware and then you you go home and see Vianne. Exactly. Do you still do you um enjoy going to gay bars? I the 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 bar I would probably frequent most is Saloon mm. Avenue. That's probably the only gay bar I still really and uh, Julius. But Saloon is really close, so it's usually Saloon. I love that. Okay, so I when I have a gay married guest on, I have to ask, um, how long have you been together? <sighs> Ten years. 
Congratulations. And how did you beautiful man meet? Uh, I was performing for Disney Cruise Line and he was choreographing. (gasps) Yeah. Okay, power. Okay, power struggle. Yeah. Well, we were both in relationships and then we both went through breakups and then we kind of had a couple dinners and whatnot. And then I left for the ship and, you know, he didn't do that part of it. And then we stayed in touch and then got together afterwards and we did long distance and we were kind of seeing each other, not seeing each other. Cause he was living full time in Toronto at that point. I was in New York. Mm-hmm. And so and then eventually we just made the plunge and committed to spending longer amounts of time in the same space. And then, you know, to really live and work in the same country, marriage had to happen as well, even though it's something that we wanted to do. It was like, if we mm-hmm. want to live and work in the same country, one of us has to get some sort of papers whether it's a green card in Can- in America or permanent residence in Canada. Now he's a citizen of the U S and now I have my permanent residence in Canada. So it's getting easier, but it's a long process, but it, eventually we will both be dual citizens and can live and work in either country. My jealousy knows no bounds. So when the U S uh, does get hit by the attack and the one care and Van Cox is saved along with Margot Martindale, you'll I'll be able to go Toronto across the border. Go. Well, I was saying my friend Peter, who lives in Toronto, we were both saying like sometimes Toronto doesn't feel far enough away because if a dictator got into power in the U.S., oh, yeah. Canada's the Ukraine. So it's like... Oh, that's true. And I also like what the flight from Toronto to New York is like about what, four and a half seconds? Like It's, it's about four and a half seconds. So close. So close. I mean, door to door, if we, we usually fly to Newark, we're door to door three hours. Yeah, I went to um, I was doing a show. One of my infamous stories is I was Perez Hilton's understudy in the Full House musical. And, oh, congratulations. Um, Thank you so much. Who we did it in playing? Toronto. Danny Tanner. Oh, it was like a spoof yeah. spoof musical of Full House. And I was lucky to to learn from his performance and um he we were in toronto before we did it in new york and i had my first ever nude beach experience at hanlon's point in toronto mm-hmm. and i wasn't comfortable enough in my own skin this was a long time ago and i i don't know if i even got naked. i was with a bunch of women that um were feeling very free and that almost made me feel intimidated and i i don't know if i would do it today i think i would but it a, a nude beach is unlike anything i've experienced the only thing that would hold me back from doing it is i burn so easily same i've got very pale polish irish skin and i don't tan at all it just burns so that yes. was my only reservation is like i don't want a sunburn um, my dong or my hole because that would just make the whole experience not worth it it would it, i i can't imagine anything worse than a sunburned dong i think that i i, I imagine it burns yes oh I, like the sensation itself yeah toronto was a gorgeous place and i did see a lot of old people's uh bushes on that nude beach um do you and your husband have any big trips planned for the future what's what are we what's the next like fun thing we get to do um we might be going to amsterdam for i've never been i'm dying to go neither of us have ever been and he might be working there so i might just go along with him um are you a weed connoisseur i'm not but i when in Rome, as they say, um, so uh, I'm not against it. I just don't seek it out. But I think in Amsterdam, I'll take any recommendations that come my way. And 
why not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? I think Amsterdam is going to be a great, great time. I'm jealous. Yeah. So that's that's the only thing that I think is cooking at the moment. We took a big trip to London in July and it was spectacular. I love. I London. don't think I've done London right because I, I was talking about this with Matt. I've been a couple times and I had great Indian food. I saw some great. I saw Matilda, like you know, when it was first up. I, I went to a great museum, but I don't know. I what did what did you like so much about it? What what did I do wrong? I love pub culture and I love beer oh. and I love old buildings and I literally could walk around London, look at the old buildings, and then go to the pub when it opens at four and just meet people. And I, I love that. I had the, we had the greatest time. We saw a couple of shows and that was, I mean, seeing shows over there is so much cheaper mm-hmm. than seeing shows in New York. Like we saw every show for 25 pounds and yeah. the orchestra. So it's like, we were like, how can we figure out a way where we work here full time? We both were like, we need to spend a, a good chunk of time here sometime in our lives before yeah. we can't. Um, so Between you and your husband, when you're you're drinking at a pub, who is more of the extrovert that is making the first comment to a stranger to start the conversation? That would be me. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> no, Jesse's very outgoing extrovert, but I'm definitely the one who's like, hey, where are you from? And uh, they're like, oh, you're fucking American, aren't you? <laughs> and and I, you said, darn tootin. Darn tootin I am. I'm from Buffalo. Oh, wow. What a good, what a good Buffalo, Minnesota accent. Um, Listen, I could talk to you for about 15 more hours, but I have to close this out by asking you a question I did not prep you on, which is Kevin Zach, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Oh, it's Sister Act One. <gasps> and this is where we cut ties. No, it's okay. I I, I do always in, enjoy engaging with someone who uh, thinks that the first is better than the second. Why do you say the first? I know I'm in the minority. I know I am. Um, I it's the way it's written. It is the stakes of it. The stakes are is that she's escaping her murderous lover. Right, right. And it's the allegories in the film to Mary Magdalene to all the biblical stories like there's the last supper scene where they're eating ice cream mm-hmm. she's like you know god works in mysterious ways we could all be s- separated and mary roberts like are you leaving us and she's like no i'll always be with you and i'm like it's those and then when she's kneeling in front of the two bad guys like jesus and the two mm-hmm. and i'm not religious i grew up i was gonna catholic. say this is giving uh, i grew up catholic and i went to catholic, catholic schools school. so i know all the stories and, and at, over years i was just like oh they wrote this as an allegory yeah 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 as well a- this is probably why it makes sense that i identify more with the second movie because uh the Catholics really probably get the allegory of number one, but the Jews get the Las Vegas um, mecha mix in number two. Yes. No, I love the music in both this and the music in the second one is incredible, but it's also the, the, the journey of Dolores in the beginning when she's escaping the bad guys and she's running through the kitchen, she's knocking people over and and everything. Mm -hmm. She's just trying to get out and not caring about anybody else the end of the movie when she's dressed as a nun going through the kitchen she's knocking people over and asking if they're okay so there's like character development in that one she's changed they've helped like there's a you know 
And there is that with her and the kids, but the, the second one is way more for fun than anything. I agree. I agree. I agree. This is honestly one of the most well-informed cases for the depth of the first movie, and you're inspiring me and probably other people to rewatch that first one because I think I might learn a little something about a Mary Mag and a Jesus H. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very well-done movie, which is why it was a hit. You know, it was a hit for a reason. I mean, it was supposed to be Bette Midler. And mm-hmm. that was Whoopi Goldberg. And that's really what cemented her as like a movie star enough. So where the box office was gold and they greenlit a sequel immediately. And she started hosting the Oscars, all these things. And it's just like, and then she won an Oscar the next year for the goat. Yeah, the right? power, the power of a Disney film that is about a nun with a bunch of white women. <laughs> and with a bunch of white women and Whoopi Goldberg, whatever people prefer one or two, we thank you for your service. And that is my allegory. It's not the right <laughs> use of that word, but I just wanted to say it. Um, Kevin, thanks for coming on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. Where can people follow you? Uh, on my Instagram at Kevin J. Zach, Z-A-K. And that's kind of where you'll see anything that I'm up to if I'm up to something. And you uh, most certainly need to follow Kevin's act. One of the best follows I, I follow, and I just am such a fan. And I cannot wait to hopefully have an IRL hang, maybe at a pub even, and you'll ask me where I'm from. I would love that. That'd be so much fun. Thank you for having me. A joy. Ugh, a stunning episode with Kevin Zach. Make sure you follow him, follow us at Gay Ass Podcast, and remember, we've got merch at gayasspodcast.com. Get it for the Jewish person you love or the Jew yourself. And uh, if you don't have your character actress sweatshirt, what you waiting for, babes? I love you so much, and we will see you next week on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 